Hello there, this is Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government. Um, you know, we wanted to touch base with you guys because um, lots of stuff is happening right now in the elections. And it's kind of, uh, it's, it can seem kind of overwhelming, but the fact of the matter is um, the elections are now shifting pretty dramatically. Um, and it's not unsurprising, but they're, they're shifting towards the Republicans. It's what, what was expected to occur, but we're now seeing it in the polling. And it's a, and it means a lot of races that the that might have shown up and looked like a week ago that they were very difficult races for Republicans, are now narrowing narrowing up and potentially uh, Republicans are leading. So let me just let's just do look at the generic ballot real quick because I think that will give you more of a sense of what uh, we're we're talking about. Um, this is the last 14 days, and what a generic ballot is is pollsters ask who would you, you know, no names of candidates, just, uh, you know, neutral. Who would you more likely to vote for, a Republican or a Democrat? And so you end up with, and that's what a generic ballot is. So if two people who they don't know who's on the ballot, but they're just trying to say who they're going to vote for, that's the generic ballot. And as you can see, the lead has widened dramatically for Republicans. Um, and the, that lead is... Um, you know, while it's only about 2.2% right now, um, the, the fact of the matter is there hasn't been a poll released in the last nine days that show the Democrats in, in the lead on the generic ballot. And, and as a result, we're seeing a just a constant drumbeat of, the, of uh, Republicans being ahead. And in fact, you two of the last three polls, I three of the last four polls, show the Republicans ahead by seven, five, and six, and then plus two, the last one. So you've got a, so what we're looking at is uh, a lot of the polling's coming in uh, that is much higher. The, the real clear politics, which they, what they do is they um, put the polls together and they create an average. And so this, this poll is an average um, of what we're looking at over the over the last, and I had it 14 days, it just switched on me, but I'll put it back to 14 days so you can see it. Um, and this, so this is the average poll polls over that we've seen. Um, and this is over a bunch of polls between, uh, I guess, October 3. So it's, everything's in October. And what you see very clearly is um, the Democrats haven't won a generic ballot since um, 10 a poll released by YouGov, the economist YouGov, that was 10-8 uh, to 10-11. So, you know, not surprisingly, uh, voters are beginning to come, our late deciding voters are now telling pollsters that they reject the Democrats, they reject the incumbent party. This is what traditionally does happen. So that's not a surprise. What, what some of the surprises are, and this is a, um, and I think this is important in terms of the surprises. I want to get over to something. Higher. Sometimes I really wish my mouse would work, um, but there it is. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to um, another article here, and this is a CNN article. And it, when the CNN poll tells voters tilt towards Republicans over Democrats in competitive districts. It makes a very important point, and I'm just gonna—I'm not gonna go into the details in the poll, but I'm gonna, except for it is what it says. That's what—that's uh, you know—that's important. But here's why—why why that's important and why it's significant. 
the generic ballot includes as a national poll, okay? So if you're in a district that has 90% uh, Democrats and 10% Republicans, like a lot of the urban districts in uh, LA or Chicago or New York, which is a huge number of districts in this country, those are 90-10 districts by and large, many more 90-10 districts. And so when the generic ballot, their generic ballot in those districts, it might be 80-20 Democrat-Republican. So that means the rest of the country is then getting you somehow to a 2.2, 2.3% increase lead for the Republicans. And most of the Republican districts are, you know, you know the best Republican districts are 65% Republican, 35% um, Democrat. Um, we don't have any districts, the Republicans don't have any districts that are 90-10 districts or 80-20 districts. So what you what you so by nature what you have are the competitive districts much don't are aren't being reflected the national generic undercounts the Republican advantage in in those in those uh, narrowly narrow districts um, because it's naturally weighted to have more people um, skewed towards the urban areas because they're because of the massive uh, advantage they give the Democrats. So CNN poll, voters tilt towards Republicans over Democrats in competitive districts. This is a, so that is not a surprising outcome, but one of the interesting things about it is um, they do come up and, and say uh, that overall, uh, they, they're, they're looking at a variety of different things, but by and large, what they're looking at is uh, the economy and inflation remaining a central focus for nearly all voters. Republicans poll about 17 to 20% better in terms of voters saying, I would prefer Republicans to handle this than Democrats. So the Biden administration and the inflation that they brought on is having a massive impact and the Biden administration is carrying the burden of that inflation. And so that's one of the things that's playing really big in terms of people's, uh, people's decision-making. Um, I wanted to take a look at, at some of the, um, some of the, I'm gonna get rid of that. I'm gonna go over here, but I'm sorry for the goofing around here. Um, you know, one of the things, Dina Gunn, um, Republicans need to win in order to save America and the, and the people. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way. And, and it's, and that's, and that's something called intensity. There's a more, people are more, who are voting on the Republican side are much more adamant about the importance of this election. And because of that, because of that adamance, that is one of the things that determines not just you know the the general polling, but they try to the pollsters try to figure out who the likely voters are, and on the issues that voters say they care most about, the Republicans lead, and the people who are most adamant are people like Dina, who are saying we have to the Republicans have to win, um, the country's gone gone nuts. The Republicans have to win. We have to we have to restore America, and so as a result you're much more likely to get Republicans uh, to come to the polls or people are likely to vote for Republicans. And that's something which is the pollsters always struggle with figuring out. But the reality is 
that intensity is on the Republican side. So not only are the issues skewing towards the Republicans um, in terms of the general public, but also the intensity is skewing towards the Republicans. And that's extremely important. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, Cynthia, um, she's working the polls on 11-8. That's really important. Folks out there, um, if, if you have the capacity to work the polls, I would strongly encourage you to do so, um, whether that's operating as an election judge, which requires the time limit on that in terms of doing that may be over. But, um, but being a poll worker, being a poll watcher, those are extremely important fu functions. And I would encourage you to get in touch with your local campaign or party apparatus um, at this point to get plugged in. Um, and Cynthia, thank you for bringing that up. It is really important because here's what happens. Um, you know, uh, anybody who's, first of all, in the old days, you had about 80 to 90% of the people voting at the polling places. Now, what you're gonna get is about 50% um, of the people voting at the polling places. And in some places like California, where it's all mail-in, you know, it doesn't. You still can vote at the polling places, but since everybody gets a ballot, a uh, vast majority of the people mail in the ballots. And in California, it takes them like a month and a half to count them. But but the polling, being at the polling place, is important. It's not just important for the top, you know, the Senate race per se. Um, it's a U.S. Senate race, but it's important for, you know, if you're looking, if you've got a local county council or a local sheriff's race, local school board race, those kind of races on the ballot, because a lot of people will come and they'll say, I want to vote for the Republican, but I just don't know about any of these other races. And so if you're going to work the polls, be, you know, be informed about the people who are down ballot, because most likely the, your people are, you know, particularly the nonpartisan races, because if somebody comes in, I'm going to vote for Republicans, but some of them are nonpartisan. They don't know who, you know, who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. Um, you know, some you it's your job to tell them and to help them um, and help them decipher the down ballot races. And some people, and if you only got ten people like that in every in every polling place, it makes a huge difference in 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 those kind of races where so much is determined. Um, based on personality, it's more like a, a high school election than it is in many respects a, um, a U.S. Senate election where you, you know, you have issues, you've seen the debates and all that junk. Um, let's go and look at something, look at this other piece because I think it's really important. Um, what we have is we have a um, uh, independent, this is a Fox Business uh, article. Uh, from today. Uh, independent women flocking to GOP in final days before midterms. Um, let that sink in. Independent women are flocking to the GOP in final days before midterms. This is startling. Uh, this is based on a, a poll on Monday from the New York Times and Siena College. You know, New York Times, that vast right-wing conspiracy leading newspaper, the New York Times and Siena College, um, found that Republicans have an 11-point lead in the demographic um, of independent women voters. And with 46% of independent women saying they lean towards Republican candidates, while 35% prefer Democrats. This is a, a group that the Democrats regularly win. And for independent women to be saying, 
I'm I'm not only going to, I, I'm swinging hard towards the Republicans. It's an indictment of the of a lot of things. It's an indictment of every single they're going into the grocery store and they're saying they increase prices and they know who to blame. It's an indictment of the of the crime that people are finding in the streets and the crime and the criminal criminal stuff that's going on. It's an indictment of the of schools that have gone so woke that many parents, many women are afraid to send their kids or, or suddenly discovering that they, uh, they've got a problem. Their kids are, are being indoctrinated. They don't know what to do about it. And so they're trying to, they're, so this shift is exactly counter to what the Democrats had planned on because they believe that, they, that the Dobbs decision um, overturning Roe v. Wade was going to create a massive wave amongst independent women voters on their behalf. And yet, um, the New York Times, I'm just going to read this directly from them. The massive 23-point shift occurred over just a matter of weeks, even as President Biden and Democrats have hammered on the abortion issue in an effort to galvanize female voters. Here's the thing, folks. The voters are sitting there saying, you know, I got other problems. I, 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 you know, stuff's, it's too expensive. They're messing with my kids. And independent women are, are saying women who are not registered Republican or Democrat. Um, the abortion appeal, which has been a traditional appeal that's worked very well in the suburbs in particular, um, has lost its, apparently has lost its steam, has lost its edge. And, you know, for the New York Times, for the analysis to be uh, taught, calling it a massive, a massive 23-point shift. 23-point shift is, is massive. That's huge. And that is where, when you get, when you ta start talking about shifts, that's where this number comes in. Okay. And just, I'm just going to go 14 days. That's how you suddenly go, actually, I'll go 30 days. Okay. See right here. Look, September, not too, not too long ago, September 25th or so, the Democrats and Republicans, the Democrats were ahead in the generic, okay? And then it crosses. And late deciders have, have basically said, you know, who are now paying attention, have said, no, I, I, we can't continue along the same path we are. And so you'll see how over days it kind of, it, it changed, but then right here on October 12th, just six days ago, you see this, you see this, this massive change. The Democrats dropping from 40, dropping down to about half a point and Republicans going up a point. And that's, that's where what's, what's happening is people are settling in, they're making decisions, and why this matters in this time frame is this is the ballots are going out now. A lot of people are receiving their absentee ballots in the mail or have already received them. And so they're having to decide what they're going to do. And those people who are deciding what they're going to do are deciding they're going to vote Republican. And that's what this shows. If this were the opposite, I'd be sitting there saying we've got to come, we've, we've got a massive problem in terms of taking the country back. And this is not to equate Republicans with taking the country back. I criticize Republicans pretty heavily for some of the stupid things they do, but let's just face it, the Democrats, the party of AOC is not a friend of limited government. And so, and the Republicans at least 
campaign as if they are. And so it's our job after the election to hold them accountable. But right now, you know, we got to deal with the hand we've got. And the hand we've got is we've got Republicans and the people are saying the country's in trouble. I need to, I want to switch parties. I do not want Joe Biden having complete control of the House and the Senate. And so you're beginning to see that the Democrats collapse. Um, and once again, you know, much of that, this isn't Trump voters. This isn't people who are, um, <clears throat> this is, these are people who are, have chosen to be unaffiliated and have made the, made the move to, uh, and are now saying, oh, I'm voting for the Republicans uh, more than voting for the Democrats. And as a result, the Democrats' support has collapsed um, in, that, in that group, a group that they really need to win in order to have a good election day. Um, there's another article which I had, but I'm gonna just, uh, that I had that was, uh, that I'm gonna talk about, I'm not gonna put it up here, but the article deals with, um, the Republicans registered in the last, this was an article from July of this year. At that point, the Republicans had registered nationwide about 400,000 more people to be Republicans than the Democrats had. Okay, what does that mean? Typically, the Democrats have a voter registration advantage, um, five, six point voter registration advantage. Um, the Republicans narrowed that gap um, during the during the last year, and it's and as a result, there's far the Democrats have much less margin for error, and it's a and that lower margin for error means they need people enthusiastic in turning out to vote. Um, what we're seeing is, for instance, with Hispanics, um, the number of about 63% of the Hispanics voted for the Democrats in 2018. Uh, latest polls show that the Democrats are now getting about 52% of Hispanics. And, the, and while Republican numbers haven't gone up substantially, they're still down in the 20s, uh, according to these polls. It, what, it, what it points to is a dramatic drop in intensity in a sense of in the Hispanic community that it's imperative that we vote. That it's imperative that, the, that they go to the polls and vote. And while I don't believe, you know, people don't vote in blocks uh, by and large, it is interesting that the, there is disgruntlement on the crime issue. There's disgruntlement on the inflation issue with the, with the Democratic Party amongst Hispanics and it's, it's really eating into their Democrat base, the, the people they need to come out in order to win, uh, and need to come out substantially in order to win an election. So it's a, so you have that. Um, and once again, the way, people don't suddenly decide typically that, oh, I'm gonna go and be a Democrat, I'm a Democrat today and I'm gonna be a Republican tomorrow or I'm a Republican today, I'm gonna to be a Democrat tomorrow. What they typically do is they go to an interim step. They say, okay, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Democrat anymore. I'm gonna be an independent. You know, I still like the Democrats, but I, they're a little crazy right now. Um, but you know, so I can't really be part of that, but they're not willing to make the step to being a Republican. And so typically you see that transition between uh, into the independent class. And sometimes people just land there and they stay there. 
And other times they then make the full conversion to whether they go from Democrat to Republican or Republican to Democrat. But you're seeing that in the Hispanic community. You're seeing the Hispanic community's loyalty that the Democrats depend upon to Democrat voters to vote for Democrat candidates dramatically diminish by over 20% um, diminish. And what that means, and those people are now in the middle, and those people are, are looking for an alternative. And, and so the Republicans have a golden opportunity to be, to be that alternative and to answer the question can, for many Hispanic voters is, can I trust a Republican and vote for them? And this isn't about immigration. The people, the Democrats want to reduce the Hispanic vote down to immigration and tacos. And it's about crime. It's about uh, security. It's about, you know, the country that's, the country you want to live in is about drugs that are running throughout their their districts, throughout their neighborhoods. It's about the they Hispanics are one of the top reasons for Hispanics voting Republican this year is they're sick to death of the of the border being unsecured, and it's for and it's impacting their lives um, if they when they live on the border because their businesses are being, they're having problems with their businesses, they're having problems with all the crime, all the, all the problems and dislocation that occurs. And as a result, they're saying, wait a second, this is nuts. And, you know, there's a, and they know that the Democrats have opened the border thinking they're going to get votes out of it. But, they, but the Hispanics who've been here for a generation are saying, uh-uh, I came here legally and I expect others to come here legally as well. And so they've got a problem on their own immigration policy, which they thought would help them with the Hispanics, is actually harming them, um, which is an interesting, I think is interesting. Um, yeah, I, we need to take the House and send it back. Yeah, that's true. Let's talk about that a little bit real fast. Um, the, there are basically eight Senate races that are going to be instrumental in whether or not the Senate, I'll focus on the Senate a little bit, where the Senate gets taken back. Three of those, and, and I can, I'll throw, I'll say nine, I'll throw New Hampshire in. Um, four of those, when you count New Hampshire, are currently held, held by Democrats. It's Georgia, which Raphael Warnock is running against Herschel Walker, held by Democrat. Arizona, where Mark Kelly is, is the Senator, Democrat, and, um, and uh, Blake Masters is the Republican candidate. You have um, Nevada, where Masto Cortez is the Democratic senator incumbent, and Laxalt, uh, Paul Laxalt, is the, or Adam Laxalt, I'm sorry. Adam Laxalt is a Republican opponent. Um, and then in New Hampshire, you have Maggie Hassan and, and a guy named Don Bolduc, General Don Bolduc. And, and so you've got those four, four states where, um, the Republicans, in order to take control of the Senate, have to win at least one of those, and they can't afford to lose any of the districts, any of the states that they currently hold. And unfortunately, there's five five states where there are problems, where a Democrat, where they're, uh, where the Republican is not polling either ahead or is it's is or is in some trouble. Um, those states are Pennsylvania. Um, Senator Pat Toomey is uh, retiring. Um, uh, Dr. Oz is the Republican nominee. Um, he's running against a guy named Fetterman. And Fetterman is, is 
Fetterman is probably one of the worst candidates I've ever seen. Um, but the polls show that, you know, the average polls show in Pennsylvania that he's up by two points right now. Um, whether that holds or not, I, I don't know. I, I think Oz is going to win that race. But if the Republicans lose that race, that means to take control, they'll need to win two of those Democrat seats. Um, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Um, Senator Ron Johnson is in a tight race in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a challenging state. It's a, it's a lean kind of slight lean Republican state, but it is a, there's a, they've got a highly contested gubernatorial race on the ballot. Um, Johnson's on the ballot. Johnson's polling a little bit ahead. Um, so he's, he's leading by a little, but you certainly can't take it for granted. Um, and I'm telling you these races so you, you can know which ones to look at, but also if you're so inclined um, you'll know which ones to click on their campaigns and potentially give them 25 bucks to help them out. Um, it, this is, that's not what we typically do, but it, it, I think it is important. And some of these things, if it's if you want to help somebody in another state and that you don't have any ability to impact by being a voter, um, you know, knowing who they are is, is important, which ones are, are in play. Um, Iowa is one that's uh, Chuck Grassley um, is ahead. He's ahead by about three points. Um, but that race, he's but he's running well behind the Republican governor, um, Kim Reynolds, is is double digits in front, and Grassley's running significantly behind Kim Reynolds, and uh, Grassley's one of the good guys out there. He's I don't agree with him on everything. Um, he's obviously he's for corn and you know corn ethanol and all that junk, which uh, but the fact of the matter is, he stood firm. He stood firm against Department of Justice overreach. He's been one of the few guys who just continues like a, like a dog with a bone to try to hold the Department of Justice accountable. And, and we all remember that as chairman of the House, of the Senate Judiciary Committee, um, he's the one who, uh, who made certain that the Republican votes held uh, and Kavanaugh was in fact, um, was affirmed and became a Supreme Court justice. So he's a he's an important member, and he's in, and quite honestly, you know, it's for nothing else from partisan purposes. It's a Republican seat, and if you lose Iowa, then you know, once again, you've got you've got to pick up one of those four Democrat seats in order to win. Um, North Carolina, Ted Budd is a is a good conservative, and he's up by depending on the poll. Uh, two to six percent, but it's a but it's a super tough race. And every meeting I go to in town, I get just pilloried by people saying, you know, we need to talk about Ted Budd. We need to make sure Ted Budd wins, and and so I'm telling you about him. Um, you know, we have and then one that's a surprise to people is Utah. Um, Utah is a surprise to people because, um, you know. It's a straight Republican state. How can Republican? How can the Republican be in trouble? Well, Mike Lee is a is one of the truly great guys on the Hill. People always say, "Gee, I don't want somebody representing the the K Street. I want him representing, you know, what's right." And Mike Lee does that. Mike Lee is one of those guys. And once again, I've had you know I've had conversations with him, which are very very direct on some things where. Quite honestly, I think he was mis really badly mistaken in the policies that was taken. But ultimately, 
the guy's an honest straight shooter. And he's a guy who is he, if you remember, Mike Lee was one of the two who fought, actually fought to repeal Obamacare. He, he came here with a purpose to limit the size of government. And he's doing that. He's fighting it every single day. And there's been issues that we've, uh, you know, where he's sponsored bills that we've been pushing. He's a great, he's, he's really a good guy. Um, he did, in fact, write a book um, that just came out called Saving Nine, um, talking about trying to stop the, uh, stop the packing of the Supreme Court and give some history on that. So he's a guy who's, who's very thoughtful. And the reason he's in trouble is because Mitt Romney doesn't support him because he's not the establishment. And they and a guy who used to be a Republican, um, a staff person in the House Republican Conference, um, then ran for president against Donald Trump and with the idea of getting enough votes in, in Utah to try to stop Trump from winning Utah and getting the Electoral College votes from Utah. Uh, split Republican votes out of there. Well, he's running as an independent now. And he's running as an independent in Utah. There's no Democrat on the ballot. The, the campaign strategy is simple. The Democrats are going to vote for Evan McMullen. And the hope and McMullen's hope is that Romney will, dra will drag enough, enough Republicans to beat Mike Lee. And that's what's happening. That's the, that's the fight. And it is a, uh, and it's pretty frustrating, but Mike's only up by five points in Utah. So once again, you know, losing Mike Lee would be an utter complete disaster. And I, I just, they're, they're incredible as an office. We work with them all the time and it would be, it would be terrible if we lost Mike Lee. So that's the, that's where the, on some of those races, um, the point is, a lot of these polls that we're talking about, I haven't reflected some of the generic ballots or old polls, um, but, you know, the Senate races are very close. There's a lot of money being spent in them. And uh, the, when you have a lot of money being spent in something and you got a lot of negatives being thrown at people, it's a, it becomes really, really challenging uh, to discern who's going to turn out, who's going to, what's going to happen. And the polls tend to be a lot more accurate in those kind of circumstances than in a random house race where there's where people don't really know who's running. At that point, the generic ballot tries to make a, makes a bigger deal out of it. Um, an example of that's Georgia, where uh, the latest poll out of Georgia has Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker tied. Um, Herschel Walker's been hit with uh, really some bombshell attacks on him um, over the last couple of weeks that have been damaging many people in the here in D.C. panicked a little bit about it. But the fact is, he's tied in the latest poll at, with Warnock. And it's a, it's, it's a tough race. It is a tough, tough race. And, um, and you know, as a, conversely, um, Brian Kemp, who's running for governor against Stacey Abrams um, in a rematch from the 2018 race, um, Brian Kemp is being Abrams pretty outside the margin of error, five, six points. Um, whereas Warnock and, and Walker, Walker's running about five points behind Kemp. And the hope is that the, that Kemp, the Kemp vote will bring out, will people will kind of coattail Herschel Walker in a little bit and help him out. Um, but it's a, it's a tough race. It's a very tough race. 
and control of this country, control the Senate, the ability of Joe Biden to pick a, a Supreme Court nominee, another far left Supreme Court nominee, if an, if an opening should occur, is going to be, you know, that has to go through the Senate. And if the Republicans control the Senate, Joe Biden's going to not have that same luxury of going with far left if a Supreme Court vacancy occurs. So he's so he will have to be then uh, put somebody who's have more moderate credentials up to be able to get to be able to get them uh, confirmed. That's your you know that's the reality of the Senate. Every crazy nominee that Joe Biden appoints for various posts in the in the government, um, when they've got fifty Democrats, when they control the the committees, they control the they control everything. At that point, those people get to the floor and they get voted on and they win. And the worst ones win 50, 50 Democrats plus Kamala Harris. Control the Senate is the biggest stopgap you have to, to try to rein in a, an out of control Biden administration. It doesn't mean a lot of great stuff's gonna happen, um, conservative stuff's gonna happen, but what it means is there'll be a mitigating factor in terms of appointees and those appointees are the ones who put the crazy administrative policies in, the crazy regulations in, that we then have to spend four years trying to undo if we should win another election, win another presidential election. So these Senate races are, are critical. And once again, the the, the takeovers uh, and the Arizona race, I'll just talk two seconds on the Arizona race. We have to win that race. Blake Masters is a great candidate. Um, Mark Kelly is a um, it runs as a as a moderate, and yet Kristen Cinema from Arizona stood up and said, "No, we're not going to break the filibuster." Not Mark Kelly. Um, Kristen Cinema is the one who stood up and said, "No, we're not going to do uh, the you know the crazy Build Back Better uh, plan." Uh, not Mark Kelly. It's a you know so Mark Kelly runs tries to run as a moderate. He's a former astronaut. Um, tries to run as a moderate, but the fact is he's as liberal as anybody in the in the nation, and he votes that way in the Senate. And he's trying to convince people of Arizona that he's a moderate. And Blake Masters is a business guy. He's smart. He's tough. He's he's learning. You know, he's learning because this isn't his business. But he will be an extraordinarily great senator. And so the Blake, Mas Blake Masters is important from an Arizona perspective. Uh, we need to do that. I am getting the, the big wave here that I'm taking too long. Um, let me do one more question. It's unbelievable to me how many are still supporting this administration after be running into the dish. Debbie, the key to this is get the people who are, who are aware of what's going on and are concerned a lot of people out there saying, I don't trust the elections are, are not fixed. We need to, you know, and they're concerned about that. If you don't vote, you know your vote won't count. So it's don't allow that junk to get in the way of you going out and voting. If you're concerned about a mail-in ballot, then don't vote mail-in. Go in and hand your ballot to the to the election official, and you can do that early. You, but so there's lots of ways to do this, but the bottom line is the left wins. If people say they're gonna cheat anyway, so we're not gonna try. And folks, that is exactly how the left wins, is people become discouraged, they don't vote. 
country is too important to allow that to occur. We have to vote, let the chips fall where they may. But right now, the truth is, nationally, the entire wave is heading, heading on the Republican direction. And I would be, at this juncture, I will be surprised if the Republicans don't pick up three in the Senate and uh, two to three in the Senate, let's say that, um, and 30 to 40 in the House of Representatives. I think that's reasonable. It's, a, it's not beyond the pale. And it certainly would make a, a quantum shift in the direction of the country in terms of making it so Joe Biden can't continue to spend us into oblivion. And with that, folks, I'm going to sign off. This is Rick Manning, President of Americans for Limited Government. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.